0: Hey there friends, it's Nick. Okay, so we're going to do a quick podcast about The Last of Us episode 4. If you've been listening to any of these Last of Us podcasts, you'll know that there's going to be spoilers. I'm a massive fan of the game and I'm really fascinated and proud, so far at least, of the TV programme they've made of it. Pride seems like a weird emotion, but the as I've mentioned before, the bar for video game translations to... Uh, t v or screen the bar that bar is very low, and as a game lover it's really exciting for people to see and I'm including members of my own family actually to to get people involved in the kind of stories that games are capable of telling and obviously the t v series is different from the game, you know in some in some subtle ways and some less subtle ways, but the overall arc is is still there and yeah it's really interesting and I want to talk about episode 4 so if you haven't watched it and you don't want to, it to be spoiled you might want to skip this podcast and I want to talk particularly about the character of Joel so in this in this world where the where the world has, has effectively ended uh, he is trying to he's trying to get this young girl Ellie from Boston obviously in the east of the country to a a rebel base, let's say way out west. And on this journey, he is the protector. She is, well in this episode, he describes her as cargo, which is a line from the, from the game. And the reason is because 20 years ago when the world ended, when the outbreak, the infection started, Joel lost his 14 year old daughter. And it broke him, we talked about that before, it broke him in a very significant way, as it would. And the last thing he wants is another attachment like that because of the pain it caused him. Especially in this world where the people that, that you love might die any, at any moment. And in fact, that's already happened in a sense. His partner Tess dies in the second episode. So, Joel is an archetype. He's an archetype of our hero. He's strong. He's square-jawed. He doesn't say much. He certainly doesn't do emotions. He's basically grumpy, a grumpy guy with a gun. And he's, he's that kind of heroic archetype. I'm not sharing my pain. I'm not even showing pain. I'm just, I'm here to get the job done. I'm here to take you, Ellie, as a piece of cargo across the country. And yet in episode four, that mask begins to break down. And it breaks down in all kinds of subtle ways. Well, some subtle, some less subtle. You know, if we take that, that taciturn heroic archetype, during this episode, he will twice fail to protect her in fact in the first the first time he fails she saves him by firing a gun that he would never have allowed her and effectively shooting the guy that was about to kill him so that's that's fracturing that archetype right it's 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 getting under the skin, it's giving it depth, it's making it more complicated. And there's other ways as well. So we also learn that he's deaf or he's he's hard of hearing on his right side, which is the reason why he fails the second time to protect her in this episode. So he's not, you know, I, <laughs> I was watching the start of Cobra, which is a 1986 film um, starring Sylvester Stallone. And if you've, if you're old enough to have seen it, you may remember what I mean. If, if you're not, look for it on YouTube, the first scene, because it's just, it's hilarious. It's actually hilarious. I might even talk about that for tomorrow's podcast, but Cobra, as played by Sylvester Stallone, he is an archetype. He has no flaws. He has no doubts. He is utterly confident about who he is and what he knows. And he, you know, he wants everyone else to know it too right? But Joel isn't like that. He's deaf on one side. He fails to save the person. He's only really there to save, to protect. He laughs at jokes. She's got, Ellie finds a stupid joke book and she's a pun book and she's telling him these these puns. My favourite of the three or four they mentioned was, uh, I lay awake all night wondering where the sun went." And then it dawned on me. I love that one. He laughs. She gets him to laugh about the, with the joke at the end about uh, diarrhea being in your genes. Or, see, I muffed it. The joke is, diarrhea is hereditary. It runs in your genes. And he starts to laugh. And again, we're, we're digging under that archetype. We're fracturing. We're, we're playing against type. And this is what's so powerful in storytelling. You know, if you can do that, when we're telling our business stories, you know, what, what people are always expecting is the story of success. So the easiest way to undermine that, to give it a sense of depth, just like they're doing in The Last of Us, is to talk about the mistakes, the failures, the vulnerabilities. I mean, I've said this so many times, the power of vulnerability is that paradoxically it projects strength. And, the, you know, the last one I'll talk about, the last thing, the last way they fracture Joel um, in this episode is that he actually does start to talk. And it's not just the grunts and the three-word sentences and the meaningless kind of macho statements that Sylvester Stallone makes at the start of, of Cobra. I'm, I'll definitely talk about that tomorrow because it's just such a funny opening scene um unintentionally but it seems hilarious to me now uh joel is talking about his feelings about his frustrations in fact he's talking early on about the fact that he keeps having to save his brother which is something that he has to do in episode one you know just on the night of the outbreak his brother's been put in jail and joel has to go and sort it out and that's his role my role is to make sure that everyone's safe and of course Ten minutes later, thirty minutes later in that episode, episode four, he is not doing that. Ellie has to save him. Then at the end of the episode, of course, they get jumped. Because because even though he's put glass out on the floor so that people who are coming towards them might make a noise, he still fails to hear it because he's slightly hard hearing on one side. And this is the depth, this is the depth that we need in our business story. So when you've got an about page or a profile or something, it's not just, you know, I've done all these amazing things. If you talk about your mistakes, if you talk about your your errors and your vulnerabilities and your failures, I mean, you know, there's a balance to all of this, of course. It's like seasoning, though. It's like the salesman who will admit that there's a, there's a particular problem with the thing that he's selling. It builds credibility. It builds... Um, believability and of course if you're a salesman obviously you're going to be talking about things that you maybe you know the the prospect or the customer doesn't care about but in storytelling just like in the last of us in business storytelling we can play against type we can fracture the archetype of the of the successful businessman or businesswoman and use use that fracture to to create engagement to create a sense of empathy and to have it so that the people who are who are listening to us or reading our work or you know, whatever it might be, talking to us, understand that we are like them, that we are human in the way that Joel is human. He'll laugh at a diarrhea joke. Yeah, he'll he'll get frustrated. And all the time, and this is what's happening in this episode, all the time, even though it's the last thing he wants, he is beginning to feel that well, he's on that inevitable slippery slope to feeling about Ellie protective in the way that a father feels protective. And of course, you know, we've talked about how important the theme of love is in The Last of Us. Anyway, I've gone on for nearly, nearly 10 minutes. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening. If you want to dig deeper into the stuff that I do, search online for story.business. Bye now.